Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are going to try to dial up Harvey Neiman here on Skype, here on Skype Audio, and get him in here. And uh, there's Harvey. Hello. Hello, sir. Yes, I am here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hello. I, was fin- I was finishing up with our good buddy Richard Kurtz and Josh Bernstein, and uh, they were excited about election uh, 2016. So I was finishing up with them. But uh, I'm glad that sure. we got you, my friend. We've got Harvey uh, with us today. Donald Trump is now our president-elect, and uh, by having 279 electoral votes, or as my good friend Frank Catola would say, electoral Hillary Clinton won only 228 electoral votes, but it turns out she won the popular vote by receiving 200,000 more votes than Trump. What's up with that? We've got Harvey Neiman with us today, Customize Wall Street. The book is available. Also, check out CustomizeWallStreet.com. If college is for education, what is the electoral college flunk at math? And uh, Harvey, how does the electoral college work, and how can one candidate win the popular vote and the other win the election? Explain this to me. Well, it's uh, it's a question that is asked often. Uh, it might have even come up way back in the 1960 election with Kennedy and Nixon. So it does arrive once in a while. In most cases, the candidate who wins the popular vote also wins uh, the uh, electoral college vote and gets, of course, becomes the next president. I, I don't want to go too far afield. I believe the issue even came up in the uh, George W. Bush Al Gore election of uh, uh, 2000, yes. uh, where that issue came up, here's how here's how the system works, um, uh, and the reason for the system first. A little bit of history. Give me a second. Uh, let's catch a deep breath. Uh, back in the revolutionary times, when uh, the U.S. Uh, the United States successfully won the Revolutionary War. That was only half the challenge. They got their emancipation, but they weren't yet a really a complete country like we know of today. To become a complete country in 1789, they had to, 1787, uh, they finally got around to fixing or trying to fix all the problems they had to become a nation. They were 13 sovereign states. It's not a nation yet. Part of it was there shall be no monarchy. Everybody adored George Washington, and our history adores George Washington. And he said, I refuse to participate in a government where there's even a semblance of a monarchy. We hate the king. We got a revolution from the king. And therefore, if you want me to be a a leader, I will be a president of an executive branch. And they developed a method to elect the president. And by then, it was almost like a board of directors in a big corporation appointing one of their number as the chairman of the board. And there was an elector, there was a vote that after people went to the ballot, that it was just adding up all the representatives that would go to the Congress, the House of Representatives, and adding up all the senators. 
putting them together as a total, and they, between them, would cast votes who would be their first president. They were unanimous, George Washington. That evolved into uh, being designated in the Constitution. A lot of it is covered in the 12th Amendment of the Constitution. And we now have what are called electoral votes. Only in the late 1800s did somebody add the word college. It's not really a college. It's not going to school. But it's a collective. A college is a collective of the voters. So they are now voting. Every state gets a total number of electors based on their House of Representatives number, which is based on population, and then two more for their Senate number, and that uh, uh, everybody gets, all the states get two senators and based on population. So, for example, California, the largest state by population, gets 55 electors, 53 House of Representative members, and two senators. But the Constitution says, but the senators and representatives can't be the ones that cast the vote. The winning party... Whoever wins, uh, for example, in California, where the Democrats happen to win that state, they get to nominate all the 55 electors, none of them who can be the actual Congress people. So when they sit, it's based on the population and how everybody voted in a number of states, and Donald Trump was able to get more people in more states that had more electors than Hillary Clinton and it doesn't matter, I mean, it matters to us, you know, logically, but it doesn't matter that she won the popular vote. She didn't win enough, uh, enough victories of population in enough states to hit the magic number to get elected of 270, and Donald uh, exceeded that by getting 279. And that's how the system works. And I think you asked me, is it still good for today? Most people don't like it. But in reality, most of the time, the population vote, when the popular vote also gets enough of 270 or more. And to change it, we would have to change the Constitution. That's my answer, Jiggy. I hope it helped explain it a little bit. Hey, it did, my friend. We've got Harvey Neiman with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast each and every week around this time. We discuss with him uh, some of the different issues of the day and how, uh, how they affect Customized Wall Street is available. It is a fantastic book, Customize Wall Street. The website is available, customizewallstreet.com. And uh, learn more about Harvey and taking control of your money over there at customizewallstreet.com. Uh, where did the I'm idea... I'm going to jump in. Yes, uh, go. Uh, Jiggy, uh, it's available uh, at... The best way to get the book is right there on amazon.com. You can get a Kindle version or uh, uh, a hard paper if you like to hold it in your hand. I just thought I'd throw that plug in. Sorry. Hey, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Not not an issue. Uh, Harvey Neiman with us today. Where did the idea of the Electoral College come from? And how, how, how does how does this thing – I know we talked a little bit about how it works, but um, wh- wh- where did this come from? What, what was What was the idea behind this? Well, it it followed the compromise of when they said 13 separate sovereign states in uh, 1787 holding a convention, the more populous states in that, in those times, uh, uh, Virginia was the most powerful of the 13 new states. Uh, New York uh, followed uh, uh, New York. Manhattan was growing as a commerce center. They could sell all the trade, you know, the big harbor and everything around Manhattan. Uh, but a little state said, well, we need a voice, too. 
So they had to compromise a, a bicameral legislature, meaning two houses of the legislature. So what they created was the House of Representatives, and that was based on the population. The more people you have, the more representatives you get. But they balanced it with a very powerful Senate. You and I both know that the Senate, the senators, in a way, have uh, an individual senator has more power than an individual congressperson because the Senate is fewer. That's two for every state. Well, in electing, uh, uh, electing somebody who would serve as the leader, George Washington, will you be our leader? Uh, and, and I've said it before, and he said it many times, but anything that smells of monarchy. So they wanted him to be the leader for life. I will not be the leader for life. I will be the leader, pick a term, and they came up with four years term for the presidency, and he was elected to it twice, unanimously on both occurrences. But the idea was to stay away from sounding like they were just going to be a parliament like they had in Britain that would nominate a prime minister or, or have a king that would live for life and inherit it, then the children of the king would become the next king. Just to stay away from that, they found a way for transfer of power such that four years or maybe eight years would go by if reelected. And there would be peaceful transfer of power. And both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump both spoke to that in their acceptance speeches uh, after, or not acceptance in their, you know, con- concluding yes, remarks yes. after the election, that this country is noted for its peaceful transfer of power, even if we're not as happy, one person is not as happy with the elected person or another person is tickled to death. It's a peaceful, and this electoral college system was such that everybody representing every state participate, participates in the process of electing the president. And little by little over the decades and the centuries, we do rely on the popular vote and we want everybody to get out and vote who's eligible to vote. But that sends the message to the electoral college how they should give their vote. And they are bound by pledge to follow the most populous vote their state got. So if the state of Florida got more Republican votes, then all of Florida's electors must vote for the, uh, in this case, the Republican candidate. So uh, that's how it works. We've got Harvey Neiman with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Stitcher and the brand-new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic app. And Harvey Neiman with us today. He joins us live. Customized Wall Street is available. It is also got a fantastic companion website, CustomizedWallStreet.com. Check that out today. And Customized Wall Street by Harvey Neiman is a practical and comprehensive guidebook to help you take control of your financial future. Harvey has been seen on CNBC, Fox News. He's also been interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and many other publications. And he joins us today here on our broadcast. Now, what does the election of Donald Trump mean for the economy, for the stock market, and for small business owners? Well, I, I think that portion of our uh, that demographic of our country appears to be quite pleased uh, with his election, uh, even as we speak today. And the wall uh, and the stock market is is closing for the afternoon, We're having reached new highs. So the message is, it's going to be a business oriented economy. He sold that message. He he, he espoused spoke that message throughout his campaign. 
and uh, apparently the world of business believes him. I would like to think, as a, a person who writes about Wall Street, but tries myself to uh, keep in contact with uh, uh, folks in the United States who are on Main Street, that this will trickle down to the small business owners. Will the small business owners get a break under uh, under the Trump administration, which which he personally is known for big business, uh, the the big hotels. He, he you know he, he's not you and I the everyday person that uh, you, you know we, we we touch our clients uh, on a personal basis. Uh, we know our neighbors. We know our kids going to school. We know the families, uh, and I'm hope it trickles down the small business owners have uh, a little smoother administration, uh, a little smoother way to run their business, a way to have their employees be happy that they're working for, uh, you know, uh, if they're working in, in the, the nearby uh, Italian restaurant or, or the, the, the local uh, pharmacy uh, where, where small business owners run. This is, this is I, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I hope that the president-elect Trump stands just as much for the small business owner as he does for the big, the, the big business, which we have known him for over the years. The stock market's happy. The stock market's very happy. Harvey Neiman with us today. He joins us live. Harvey Neiman is a retired law professor, lawyer, now a stock portfolio manager, now serving as president and chief investment officer of Neiman Funds Management, LLC. He operates in partnership with his son, Daniel. He's with us today here on a broadcast. Final question for you, my friend. Harvey, with the election of the new president, do you foresee as people's attitudes over the next four years towards saving and investing for retirement and other financial goals? Or do you, uh, what do you see here? And do you address this in the book, Customize Wall Street? Well, in the book, answer the second part of your question for, but first. Uh, uh, in the book, I address this issue of saving for your financial future, especially your retirement or your other financial goals, uh, through all seasons. Uh, it should be true through all uh, administrations, all presidencies, uh, all ups and downs of the economy. It, it should not really change as an ethic that uh, we often read in some of the literature that we want more and more Americans to save for their future. Uh, I write in my book that you, you not only save and put it under the mattress or the cookie jar, save and invest soundly. And, and hopefully uh, uh, the new president will encourage uh, saving and investing and be a beacon of being a successful businessman himself that that uh, no the, uh, a school teacher, uh, a union laborer, uh, a small business owner, uh, kids just out of college starting out on their new careers, will all think about the future. And I think it is an environment that should be supportive of that. And uh, over the next four years, I uh, I foresee uh, encouraging that, and maybe some of the lower taxation will. Encourage more more invest saving and investing if there are indeed some uh, some reductions in taxation coming forward. Uh, do I know for sure? No, but I think with the uh, the stock market is often a forecast. It's a predictor. It's hard to put your finger on why it's a predictor, but when the stock market is happy and shows strength, that's often. Uh, speaks to the sentiment and confidence of the general public at large. And that looks good for the next four years. 
Do I have a crystal ball? No, I don't. Do I see confidence building in the American public? Yes, I do. Well, Harvey, I appreciate you making time for us today. We've got to catch up, my friend. I, I appreciate you making time, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Harvey. What a pleasure, and nice talking to you, Jiggy. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. We're going to take a time out, come back with more here on our big program. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Industry. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.